0: The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 non-stop destination for A's Baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. Building the future on the field and in Jack London Square. It's now time to go inside the build for an in-depth look at what it takes to build the most unique and creative ballpark in sports history. This is The Build.
1: It is now time for the build here on A's cast. It's the first time we're getting a chance to talk to the president of the athletics in 2020. Dave Cavill is with us. Dave, I got to tell you what a great event fan fest was this year. 32,000 people showed up and you can tell that our fan base is ready to roar in 2020.
0: Oh, it was a great showing, 32,000, I think our biggest ever. Jack London Square was absolutely happening. It felt like uh, the new ballpark was already built with all the people around, and uh, we just can't wait to get started. With the 2020 season,
1: I know it's so right around the corner. Pitchers and catchers, and, and then the players. Before you know it, the the games will start. Our ver, our first broadcast will be May 22nd. So, and you know, the one thing that I really took away from you know talking with all the players and talking with Billy Bean and and Bob Melvin and David Force is the confidence that this team has going into this year is really strong.
0: Well, I think they know that they have a, a really talented team with a great manager in Bob Melvin. And, you know, we have strength at all the different positions and a great starting lineup. And so the pieces are there. I mean, it's all about execution. I think looking at our division, you know, the goal is to win that division and compete in the playoffs in a meaningful way. And I think everyone knows what uh, what we're shooting for, and let's just get after it.
1: Yeah, and let's face it, in all the sports, normally teams, you're going to you're gonna taste some success, but then there's going to be some failures, and you've got to learn from those failures. And I got a sense that's what's happening with this team after losing twice in the wild card game. They had the success of the 97 wins, but then they weren't able to get over the hurdle. I, I, I think they've kind of grown to a point to where they're ready to leap over that
0: hurdle. Well, and also I think you realize that you don't want to expose yourself to that game. You know, it's just such a crapshoot to have that one game. And so, you know, it's, it's way better to win the division, make sure that you get an entire series. You can kind of develop that, uh, you know, feel for the other team as opposed to just a knockout blow. And so that's the goal for 2020 and beyond. And uh, I think the team is ready to kind of embrace that. You can feel that from the players at FanFest. And I think the whole, whole organization is geared up for it.
1: All right, another vote for Dave Cavill and another all yeses. Tell us about the latest vote, how it went down, and what it meant for the organization.
0: Yeah, so we got another unanimous vote, which was fantastic, of the Oakland City Council, which was fa- really phenomenal because that's rare to get a unanimous vote in uh, Oakland City Council so to release the draft environmental impact report. Uh, finalize the jurisdictional questions between the port and the city, and you know keep this process moving towards an approval this summer uh, of the stadium and ancillary development. And so we're really thrilled that that was the approach that was taken. And we had you know probably 30 to 40 speakers speak positively in favor of the project, and it kind of sailed through. So a lot of hard work to get to that point. We still have some really critical votes. We have a huge vote this summer. Um, which is going to be kind of the final political approval of the of the project and we're going to need everyone in, who are A's fans and the community to really rally together to make sure that happens and, and who's going to be voting City council we have one more vote at the city council they basically certify the final environmental impact report that has everything from the transportation plan to the soils mitigation uh, to the you know block plan and shade studies and you know, temperature piece and wind studies, like everything related to making the project work. You know, California has so many layers of, like, jurisdictions and approvals to get things done. Uh, but we've been navigating that over the last couple of years and, you know, bringing it to a head at the city council who has really the ultimate authority over the project.
1: What does it mean to you to get all these votes and these unanimous yeses for all the hard work you and your staff that are doing? What does it mean?
0: Well, I mean, it, it, it feels good that we're, you know, keeping the process going, but you also know that you're not all the way there. And so it's it's no different than a pennant race and a World Series chase. The same thing. You got you have to win that final game. And, you know, this summer in some ways is kind of our World Series on the ballpark effort and getting to that critical vote that we've been building towards for a couple of years now. And I'm just happy that, that we're in the game, and I think we have a great story to tell, and we have a great – Um, plan for the ballpark with the transportation measures that we've adopted and the partnership with the port and the city and all the agencies uh, to make an amazing home for ourselves on the waterfront.
1: Yeah, you get the sense that the city truly understands how important this is, especially with the Warriors being gone, the Raiders being gone, that they really know what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, and and they're trying to, what it looks like right now, help you get this thing done because it's going to be better for everybody in the East Bay.
0: Well, yeah, and we're privately financing it. You know, the previous efforts in Oakland, the Raiders, the Warriors, everything that happened at the Coliseum site was publicly financed. So that was something that the taxpayers had to take on. It's a privately financed endeavor, you know, similar to, you know, what they did with the Chase Center or what we did with the VIA Stadium in San Jose, my previous project. And I think that's just, you know, an approach that really resonates with the council members, taxpayers and the community. And so I think all those things together uh, can lead to our success. And and I think that's why we've had so much momentum recently.
1: Are you starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel?
0: Well, I've always seen the light at the end of the tunnel. It's all about <laughs> convincing other people that the light is there. So no, no, that's never been a problem for me. Um so no, I'm I'm fully confident that, you know, we're well on our way. You know, obviously there's still challenges and and things that we have to, you know, kind of surmount, but, but we feel that we have a team and a story and the support to do that. And I think the previous, you know, times where we have had setbacks, whether it's been the Peralta plan originally or some of the things with the lawsuit with the city, we're beyond those and we got through those and you know, we're still on track um, to you know break ground in twenty one and open the stadium in twenty three, which is not that far away if you think about it.
1: Yeah, you know what Fan Fest really proves for us is how vibrant the area can be when you're going to put a baseball stadium there and all the people coming to Jack London. You know, we get that one time a year. We get it at FanFest. And, and you just know that when you're bringing that kind of amount of people on a regular basis, it's just the area just will explode around the ballpark.
0: Well, and it'll be new people, Tony. That's the thing. So it'll be people who maybe have not come to Oakland or who haven't seen the incredible waterfront that we have. And who might think like, hey, maybe I want to locate my business here or move here or come here for entertainment. And so it's just a really important thing for the city of Oakland, for the greater community, for the jobs that it creates, the placemaking, and really the investment. You know, not only just the ballpark, but also all the infrastructure and community benefits uh, that only really come with a project of this scale. And, and you know, it's, it's hard to get the approvals. There's so many different layers. I'm sure people think like it's taking forever. But, you know, we're just slowly, methodically working through the processes and, you know, clearing the hurdles and getting to the point where we can put a shovel in the ground.
1: Yeah, when that sun came out at FanFest, it just makes you realize how beautiful a new ballpark, the water right there, the waterfront. I envision that during FanFest, like day games like Saturday or Sunday or like a businessman special on Thursday. A day game down there is going to be incredible.
0: Oh, yeah, because, you know, you have all the, you know, people living and working around there and, you know, walking to the yard and, you know, feel like Fenway or Wrigley. And so that's, I think, going to be a really exciting part of the experience and and something that's different than what we have now, but, you know, works so well in so many other uh, ballpark locations around the country. And so I think we've seen why these, you know, downtown urban ballparks have been so successful and that's one reason we're really excited about the location.
1: And now you are the only team playing at the Coliseum. We don't have to worry about football tearing up the grass. And thank God for Clay Wood and his great staff that they can just keep the beautiful surface. As a lot of people in baseball feel that the surface is, in Oakland the grass is the best in all of baseball and i know you guys have done a lot of different things in the past with with trying new stuff at the coliseum is there anything that we can talk about trying for this season that you're doing with the coliseum
0: well we're looking obviously at everything from the you know new seat products like the you know lounge chairs and the tabletop to the treehouse to the stomping ground you know, one to ensure that like all those areas are just in tip top shape. Um, so that's super important. And then beyond that, you know, looking at maybe um, trying some other things that, or maybe even making some investments on the player side, you know, the one challenge we do have is, you know, we're going to be baseball only, but only after April one, where the Raiders still hold an option to play one more year at the Coliseum. And so we are a little bit in a holding pattern with, with the city and county on Um, that piece. And so once we clear that and uh, we find out that they actually are going to be in Vegas all next year, then I think that'll open up some additional opportunities that we're going to be excited to explore.
1: How much fun is it to where you got this stadium and you can try anything you want and that's, what's going to help you with the new ballpark. It's kind of like a
0: lab. It is. And you know, the thing is some things work, some things don't work. You know, people love the food trucks, people love the treehouse, And, you know, we had a big, a ballpark design meeting, you know, yesterday with B.R.K. Angles Group, and they were in town. and We spent maybe six hours together, and we were incorporating a lot of the findings from the treehouse, from the stomping ground. When we think about programming the park, programming the area in and around the actual video board, like all these different neighborhoods and experiences in the new yard, and that's all being informed by the experiences that our fans are having now, the surveys that we've done, the input that we've gotten. And so that's going to continue over the next couple years to ensure that when we open the new place, um, it's something that really makes sense for our fans and for the community.
1: All right, we got the Super Bowl on Sunday, and I've been asking everybody who's been coming on the show, what's the one thing food-wise you have to have at your Super Bowl party?
0: Uh, well, I got to tell you, I got a little uh, pork shoulder that I'm going to put on the smoker. It's going to go overnight. And so we're going to do pulled pork sandwiches in my house and it should be really good and have a ton of people over and enjoy the commercials and, en- and enjoy hopefully a great game. You know, I think it's two very exciting teams. And obviously, with the Niners in it, uh, the Bay Area connection is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, that's a nice eight to 10 hour uh, smoke job that you're going to be doing there.
0: It'll be, yeah, be about 10 hours, 10, 11 hours, you know, at about 220 degrees, low and slow, and, you know, it's just going to be fantastic. You pull it apart afterwards, it's just so good, and get the whole rub going beforehand. So, yeah, it should be uh, it should be a lot of fun, and, you know, always a staple of a Cavill Super Bowl party.
1: Oh, I love it. All right, it's going to be a good game, and you're a football fan, and we know how electric Kansas City's offense is. The Niners have been able to run the football. They've played great defense. Who do you see winning this one in Miami? I see the Niners
0: winning. I think they have the best defense. And also, I think their line work, offensive line, defensive line, is just so solid. And uh, with Bosa and all the different characters in there. So, I think it's the Niners. And, you know, I think they win by like 10 points or something like that. So, that's that's my prediction. I wouldn't take it to the bank, but that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Great stuff, Dave. We always appreciate
1: it. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Go A's. That's the build with Dave Cavill on A's cast powered by TuneIn.
0: This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.